Oil train explosions in Canada and the U.S. and a massive upscale of new oil terminals in Washington are magnifying the risky business of moving oil through population centers. Three oil trains a day are estimated to cross the state, carrying crude from North Dakota's Bakken oil fields bound to refineries in Tacoma, Cherry Point, and Grays Harbor. The number and volume is expected to increase eightfold if ten proposed oil terminals become operational. One city council president, Spokane's Bart Stuckart, calls them moving time bombs. But the risks oil trains pose to public safety and the environmental repercussions are drawing the attention from city councils all over the state, legislators and environmentalists. The resolution passed by the Spokane City Council urges adoption of new state and federal regulations and an update to emergency response plans. Stuckart testified before the legislature. I think the the dangers of this Bakken crude are even more so than the dangers we have with coal trains. And they're carrying highly explosive materials, and our citizens aren't safeguarded. The Seattle City Council will hold a hearing on the issue on Friday. Cities can't regulate interstate commerce, but states can demand safety standards, and federal agencies can mandate tougher railway standards, says Stukart. If Seattle and Spokane, the two largest cities in the state, really in the you know, within a couple of weeks of each other, pass these resolutions and get them unanimously passed, it's going to send a statement to the feds and the state. The public, elected officials, and first responders are for the most part in the dark about how much oil is being transported through the state. Oil and rail companies aren't required to disclose information. When the oil proves to be as lethal as Bakken crude, says Sightline Institute policy analyst Eric DePlace, that's a problem. For years, the National Transportation Safety Board has said that the principal tank car for transporting crude oil is unsafe. And it's not just a little bit unsafe, it's wildly unsafe. The tank car, the DOT-111, has been implicated in a number of high-profile disasters in North Dakota, Alberta, Alabama, and in Quebec, where a catastrophic crash and explosion devastated the town of Lac Mehantique, killing 47 people. It's estimated that DOT-111 tank cars make up anywhere between 70 and 80 percent of rail cars carrying crude oil. In January, the National Transportation Safety Board issued new recommendations, but it doesn't have regulatory authority to enforce them. That's up to another agency, says DePlace, the Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration, or PIMSA. And that government agency has been very reluctant to require retrofits or safety upgrades to the existing stock of tank cars. Tesoro Refinery in Anacortes told investors last week that by mid-year, its entire tank car fleet would be made up of new cars with protective plates at both ends and thicker shells. Canada's largest rail company, Canada National, also announced it would charge shippers who use the old cars more than those who use new ones. Two bills have been introduced in the state legislature. One, House Bill 2347, the Oil Transportation and Safety Act, was voted on the floor this week and was sent to the Senate. It asks for more information from oil and rail companies about the amount of oil being transported and for studies on local and state disaster preparedness plans. Co-sponsor, Jessen Farrell. And I think that there's a widespread recognition on both sides of the aisle that we need to, A, know what's happening, and then, B, make sure that we have the assets and the plans in place to keep our communities safe. The Department of Ecology and other state agencies have been dealing with oil spills on water for years, but there are no plans in place to deal with accidents on land. 
none of the resolutions or bills go far enough for Adam Gaia, an organizer with 350.org Seattle. Catch up with him near train tracks that run below downtown Seattle and under the Pike Place Market, and you'll learn why. Were there to be an accident in downtown Seattle, they would essentially vaporize everything in almost a mile radius. So an accident in a major city like Seattle is almost unthinkable in terms of the catastrophe that it would be, but it's a very real possibility with the nature of the chemicals and the type of uh, rail cars that we're seeing right now. At a minimum, Gaia calls for a moratorium on permits for new oil by rail terminals until cumulative safety and environmental impacts can be addressed. Federal agencies simply have not been responsive enough to the needs of communities, and state agencies have continued to permit dangerous projects despite these safety recommendations. And that's simply you know, a dereliction of duty on behalf of those agencies. Just how far state agencies and elected officials will be willing to go remains to be seen. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo issued an executive order earlier this month calling for more oversight on rail transit of crude oil. A petition to Governor Inslee and Oregon's Governor Kitzhaber was also launched this month by watchdog environmental groups Columbia Riverkeeper and Forest Ethics calling for a moratorium on permits. Greenacre Radio was brought to you with support from the Human Links Foundation, engineering by C.J. Lazenby. From the studios of Jack Straw Productions, this is Martha Baskin.